Hi there, I'm Robin from More Than Mothering, and this is episode 11 with Lonnie. Welcome to the More Than Mothering podcast, where we highlight admirable moms in every stage and with all different experiences and skill sets. We believe moms are the experts in their own home, and we can all learn and be inspired by each other. Lonnie, as a mother of 10, was an obvious choice for an interview. I knew that having 10 children, she would have experience others could relate to, and yet it was still a unique story because most people I know don't have 10 children. And if there was ever a woman, it was Lonnie. She seems to thrive in the chaos and the busyness that is her life. She is very capable, very intelligent, and loves to be a mom. I really appreciate the insights that she shared with me, shares with me in this interview and the messiness with which she accepts her mothering. Okay, ready? I'm ready. Okay, sounds good. This is my friend Lonnie. Lonnie is a wife to Sheridan and mother of 10, which we're gonna talk a lot about today. Um, her youngest is almost three and her oldest is 21, is what you said? Okay. Cool. Um, so first of all, with having 10 children, I would imagine you get all kinds of reactions and comments and questions. Do you have a favorite common question or a most annoying <laughs> comment or um, um, what stands out in your mind? I don't know. Some of the ones that actually make me laugh are, are when people just, they just cuss and it comes <laughs> out without, you can't even help it. Which, and I'm like, um, well, you know, sometimes I feel like saying that too, but, but my, my favorites actually are when people just say, way to go, good for you, or thank you, you know, and I've actually had a lot more positive than negative by really? a long ways. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so having 10 children, when you got married, was a large family always in the plan? Was 10 the number you were shooting for, or was it one at a time? How did that happen? We actually used to joke and tell people we were going to have a dozen, but realistically, we just, especially after we got into it a few kids, we were just like, we'll just take this one at a time and see how we feel each time. Yeah. So, yeah, and I, I've always felt, um, when I had another child that there was someone missing and so that that made it easy to know. Mm -hmm. right in it. Interesting. Um, okay, so having this many children and um, I would imagine especially having older kids you need their help quite a bit in, um, in taking care of the younger kids and obviously taking care of the house. Um, are there things that you kind of draw the line on that, that can't be delegated as far as your kids' needs that you, as a parent, want to take care of that and, and not another child? Or is that just a need that you um, Discipline is something that some of my older kids try to be the disciplinarian, or even younger kids, and that's something I, I don't want them to do. Mm -hmm. I don't want them, because that gets into a very gray area of this just turns into a fight. And so um, that's one thing that I try to make sure I'm the one doing. Mm -hmm. um, I can't think of anything else where, where I won't let the older kids help. Um, just kind of more emotional things, but 
kids help and hurt each other emotionally no matter what I'm going to do, but I try to make sure that um, if they have emotional needs that I can be there for them. And so it's not always possible and that's not always perfect, but the discipline and being there for emotional needs. Um, and I, I try to do, to be the one there for certain things that sometimes I can't be and sometimes siblings do fill the place, but they, they do a lot of cleaning, cooking, um, taking a younger sibling somewhere. So those things are all easily delegated. Cool. Um, have you ever had pushback from your older kids on when you're going to have another baby or are continuing to grow your family? How do your kids feel about a large family? Um, well, my... Pause. <laughs> Okay, sorry. What your question, um, How do your kids feel about having a big family? Okay, so my my two oldest are girls, and they are very nurturing, and they have really enjoyed having little babies, and so they've always been pretty excited. Um, their biggest qualms were that I had so many boys right after them. Okay. There were six boys right after the two girls, and so. There were many tears when we found out the gender multiple times, but um, they've, they've always been super supportive and very excited. In fact, my oldest said, you know, I think you should have a baby after I have a baby. And I'm like, what? Really? <laughs> yes, but I'm like, mm, I don't know about that, but she's not even married yet. So anyway, the, the girls have been super supportive and the boys haven't seemed to to have one opinion or another. They sometimes are like, why? But they, they've been pretty supportive. I'm, I'm really lucky that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so do you hope for them that they go on to have big families or how do you feel about that? Um, I hope they do what they want to do, but I, I really admire my two daughters and I think they would be fabulous mothers and do a really great job of helping raise children and they would benefit society and our church and and the kids that come to their family so it is something i hope that they do cool um so with this many children and this kind of chaos that i'm sure that um that brings uh 
there's a certain amount of just mess and destruction and um, and chaos that comes. So um, so how have you kind of wrestled through that to kind of get to a place where you're okay? Um, well, it's it's a daily struggle, <laughs> and it's a lot of reminding myself what is going to last and what is not. And I don't know if you care if I share an experience right now Please. that I had um, a few years ago when I um, was really struggling with the mess and the chaos. I, I was, it was just too many days of everything out of my control and too many messes and nobody listening to me and no one helping. And I'm sure every mother has been there. And I just went out to the park uh, near my home and I found a grove of trees and I was just crying there and praying and asking God to help me because I just felt so incompetent and I felt just like I was just too unhappy. I just was tired of being unhappy all the time. And, and after being there for a while, I just started having this little conversation with the Spirit and I was told to look up and look around me and what did I see? And I said, I see leaves and I see pine cones and I see trees and roots and weeds and grass and the Spirit said, um, that's creation and is it clean and tidy? And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> and, and I just had this impression that, that you as a mother are participating in creation. That's what you're doing with these children and it isn't tidy and it isn't clean and that's okay. It's actually the way it's supposed to be. They, they don't come to earth and then just sit there while you <laughs> sculpt them or whatever. They, they move, they learn, they're, they're humans that are learning how to live and, and it's a messy process. Creation can be messy. And so it was just a really powerful experience for me because I, I think I told myself so many times that that was true, but this time it really was a spirit teaching me and so it really stuck. And I've been able to find a lot of happiness amidst the mess since that time. And it's a huge blessing for me. I don't know if my husband has liked that. <laughs> <laughs> he likes it clean. Who doesn't? Yeah. But I, I've been able to look past it and just see what I'm doing. And see these little people and what they're becoming. And, and realize that I can clean up the mess anytime. But there's just certain certain things that you can only do right now and that's being a mom and sometimes it's messy. Sure. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that. Um, so there's a common, uh, common philosophy that I feel like goes around right now that women can have it all and we can, um, and I would say women can be anything, we can do anything, but we can't usually have it all right now. So with 10 children and you're being pulled in so many different directions and needed in so many different ways, um, what part of you have you had to, to put away and how have you been okay with that? Um, well, the first thing I put away was career. Even when I was choosing my career, I realized I wanted to go to medical school and I was dating my husband at the time and I realized this is probably gonna end in marriage <laughs> and um, Medical school is a really long time to postpone having a family. And it was something I wanted to do, but I knew even back then that I wanted more to be a mom. And so I, I think women can do whatever they want now. 
and that's wonderful and I think it's wonderful mm -hmm. but I've always felt like I wanted to do mom because I felt like it would have the most lasting consequences and it was the best use of my time and so but even even being a mom even just choosing to be a mom it's like you said you, you do have to sacrifice things a lot of what I have sacrificed are just kind of hobbies and interests and I, I realize that a lot of those will get to come later but I also realize that um, some of them won't come in this life sometimes you do sacrifice and that's what sacrifice means it means you give something up in hopes of something better at the end so or in faith more in faith than in hope <laughs> but I I feel like whatever I'm giving up sometimes it's my hobbies my interests sometimes it's my sleep sometimes it's just getting to relax um, and a lot of times it's a clean home um, it's also for when you have a really large family like I have you definitely have to give up this model of what an ideal mom is like you go to every PTA meeting you go volunteer in the school classroom you're at every game for every kid you're having a healthy meal every meal ready on the table and having and I wanted to be that you know I, I did and I still do and I still try but I don't beat myself up when all those things don't line up because they never do mm -hmm. I mean people look at me and say oh I can never do what you do and they think I have some special time turner where <laughs> I can do all these extra things <laughs> it's like no I don't I just I, I just give things up they're just things you give up and and some of those things might end up being really important things and I'm not saying that my kids are gonna have the perfect experience uh, in idyllic home but I honestly feel like the very best thing I can give my children is a sibling it's just a treasure to have for a lifetime and a sibling is with you longer than your parent or your spouse they share more of the phases of your life with you than any other person so I I think they'll appreciate that the older they get but there's a lot of things a lot of things I think I could list for hours the things they end up giving up but at the end of the day I, I do it because I feel like it's going to be worth it in the long run that's really amazing and I loved your Harry Potter reference there that was very subtle yeah. it's wonderful um, so yeah you're I mean you can't be at every soccer game you can't be at everything but there are kids going in all different directions so just logistically speaking how do you coordinate your day with well your uh, we the night before at a night when we read scriptures we do a little bit of calendaring for the next day and I have a calendar and my phone I'm trying to get better at using my phone and the reminders on it but I need to turn up the volume sometimes I think because <laughs> I have forgotten things but we just kind of review what's happening the next day and who's giving who rides and how's everyone getting everywhere and uh, a lot of that comes at the beginning of a school year where I try to make sure we can get everywhere to everyone's activities when we were first starting our family we didn't have any extracurricular activities because for a long time my husband was in school and I had a bunch of little kids and so we didn't have money and I didn't have a way I didn't have the energy to get little kids to a bunch of things and so like my older kids didn't do any sports until like middle school high school when they were offered with the school 
and they still had a great experience and they might not have been the best on their team from practicing all year but I think they were grateful to get to do it and they weren't burnt out from it yeah. and so we, we just we try to say you know I, I try to limit the kids to only do things that they they want to do like some of my kids are in music lessons and I didn't put any of them in there unless they asked and really asked for pretty consistently for a while. Except for piano. I do try to teach any, all of them piano. Some of them have been unable or unwilling. <laughs> but that's something I just try to do. But yeah, it, it takes a lot of coordination and a lot of times I tell my kids to ride a bike or walk. So sometimes it's like a mile walk here, there, three mile, four mile bike ride and they just Either they do that or they find rides with friends or, but I do a lot of driving. That's yeah. a large part of my job description. <laughs> I bet you're chauffeuring a lot. Um, okay. I think my last question is, uh, um, having had so many kids go through um, the different phases now, do you have a favorite age? Hmm. I think I probably do. I think it's like that three, four, five. Really? That is, I mean, I love newborn, but you're in so much distress after your body just went through a horrific experience that it's really hard to enjoy that. So maybe as a grandma, that will be my favorite. <laughs> but just as a mom, I just love that pre-K age. They say the funniest things and the world is a delight to them. And I don't know, I love hanging out with teenagers. I love all the ages, but the one that just really touches my heart and, and I just feel like this is why I'm doing this <laughs> is the, the pre-K. We have a Cordova quote book that <clears throat> most of the quotes in it, they're just funny things our kids have said, and I wish I'd started it like a decade earlier. <laughs> but most of the things in it are, are said by like a three, four, five, six-year-old kid, and it's just such a fun, fun age. So That's fun. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much. Are you ready for a speed round? Sure. All right. Lonnie, what's your favorite sound? My favorite sound is, I have two. One is my kids giggling as they're playing together. And the other is hearing them, like when we're on a trip or something, and we're all in the same room, hearing them all breathe while, we're, while they're all asleep. I just mm. love that sound. It's actually kind of musical. Oh wow! It's very peaceful. So. That's an interesting. It's only concept. happened like two or three times in my life, <laughs> so maybe that's why I love it. <laughs> that's fun. Uh, what's your least favorite sound? Oh, that's probably either fighting. That would probably be every mother's least favorite sound, mm -hmm. or the uh, the sound of milk or drink not spilling on a freshly mopped floor. Oh. That's, that's not what I like. Oh, that's so <laughs> real. That's so real. That's crying over spilled milk. Um, uh, what is your favorite word? My favorite word is sure. Because <laughs> that's when I ask a kid to do something and they say sure. And I don't hear it that much. <laughs> but you would think it would be thank you, but anyone can say thank you and not really mean it. But when a kid says that, they're usually going to do what I ask. So oh, man. sure is probably my favorite. I like that. Um, what do you know? I know, and I think I already said this, but I know that being a mom is the best use of my time in my, in my short life that I have. 
It's the best use of my time. Amen to that. What do you want to learn? Oh, everything. I love learning things. I want to learn how to... I want to learn how to do a lot of things that are like skills, but I think the biggest thing I want to learn is how to be a mom so that I give my kids the best chance of happiness. And that's something I'm still learning. So it's something I actually pray and fast for fairly often. That's cool. Um, what scares you? Uh, actually, kind of the same thing. It scares me that I am going to emotionally damage my children by, <laughs> by being an imperfect mother. However, and this is something that I am attacked with like fairly constantly. But I've come to realize that that is a thought from Satan and that the atonement will take care of whatever my imperfections have been and have caused my children to suffer, that the atonement covers that. So I try to remember that. I don't know. All right. Tell me about a mother that inspires you. Well, like most women, my own mother comes to mind first. My mom, I was the second of nine children and she was always a very patient person. And she just seemed to always have a lot of the qualities I lack as a mother. Just very kind and good at um, making all of her kids feel loved, no matter what their faults or weaknesses were, and making them feel like, it's okay, you'll get through this. And so she has always really inspired me. And as I thought about this, um, I think my, my two daughters, and hopefully my four daughters, the, the younger ones are still so young, but my two oldest daughters have both expressed their desire to be a mom as their career of choice. And that to me, and I know they'll be good ones because I just have seen the goodness in them and all the many great qualities they possess. And that's very inspiring to me because it just means that I kind of got the message across and that I was a good enough mom that they think that's what they want to be. And also I just, it makes me have a lot of hope for the future of this world that people like them are going to make that choice because they have so much to offer the kids that they will have and that they are willing to make the sacrifices um, to forego other careers, which I know they'd be great at to, to be a mom. And so that's very inspiring to me too. It makes me feel gratified. Hmm. That's really wonderful. That's what, that's what we all hope for our kids. Um, what are you good at? Um, I'm, it's hard to find time to figure out what I am good at. <laughs> As we mentioned, I put a lot of hobbies aside. But I think I usually end up being good at what I enjoy. I enjoy dancing and video editing. I haven't done much of that in a while. Um, but my mom had this mug that she had when I was young, and it was this woman with a cape on, and it said, I can do it all, however, I tend to excel at the fun stuff. And I think that would probably be my theme, and the things that I'm good at are just fun things, helping people have fun and having fun, so. Cool, I love that. Thank you so much, Mom. You are welcome. I especially love that story that she shared of learning that creation and Therefore, mothering is a messy process. I also really love the vulnerability of what she was able to articulate that I think every mother worries about, that the decisions we make 
will somehow harm our children in the future. I think every mom is scared for that. And I really appreciate Lonnie's perspective as she has come to understand and work through that. Thank you for listening to the More Than Mothering podcast. You can visit the website at morethan-mothering.com for show notes, images, and the video form of this interview, as well as many other interviews with remarkable women. If you are having a less than day, I hope you leave feeling more than.